Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled, uh, the fact podcast. We sort out amazing facts that are complete nonsense, decide which is which. My name's Dan, I have three for you this week. Uh, got stuff about frogs and two about old people keeping busy. Mark is also here, what have you got? I do, this week for you, I've got musical trucks, peppercorns and a bike ban. <laughs> There we go. I always like to like judge what intrigues me, and Peppercorns did that. Yeah. Uh, Connor is also here. What have you got, Con? Uh, we're talking about construction. Uh, we're also going for a little thing that you have on the side of food that may not be the actual thing. And also, why do we bother? <laughs> I love that. Many, many, many people around the world thinking that right now. Hopefully none, none of the listeners. Uh, stick around. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. 
you know, when everyone was like, oh, suddenly there's horse in my microwave lasagna. Yeah. It's like, if you've seen that microwave lasagna, were you expecting it to be gourmet? Come on. <laughs> and there's always arguments about what's really in fast food, isn't there? You know, rats, stuff like that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. For, well, I hope there isn't rats in fast food, but I understand that there might be stuff in food. But they're selling it as a thing. But the best bit about it is, is they're avoiding using the thing because it's too expensive. So they're just using a, another option and naming it what the expensive thing is. I mean, it's daylight robbery. I mean, to be honest, you would, I mean, you'd be if it was something else, wouldn't you? Like, if, if someone clearly said beef burger and it wasn't, you would be like I can I can see why you would be annoyed, but equally I feel like it's one of these things that's so minor and no one really knows what wasabi. Like you're not a wasabi connoisseur, you're never going to notice. It's not going to do you any harm. So yeah, I I feel I feel like this is it's descended too much into an intervention, Connor, for you. I mean, like you've got you're got you're getting like quite worked up about this. In what is what is effectively. A very, very middle class issue. Middle class or not, it's my fact. It's a middle class fact. Um, <laughs> and I and, and I am a middle class man. But no, I, I look, look, I understand. It's a very middle class problem. But my kind of take on this is how they're getting away with it. This is my this is my thought. Let, let, let's come away from the fact it's nonsense, okay, because it obviously is. But how are they allowed to do that? I mean, in the world we live in, surely there's a law that states that you can't do that. Surely. Well, uh, what restaurants are doing this? And, you know, you can't quite name and shame. I guess if they've admitted that they're doing it, then that's fine. Uh, Would you know the restaurants that are doing this? Because I want want to see, I want to see precisely. It's most wasabi paste. I'm not going to sit here and start reading off restaurants. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's the right thing to do. I don't know, mate. The first fact was about wasabi. So I think we've kind of descended into that, 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 that path already. I think, I think, I think the expensive sushi restaurants, you know, the ones where you're spending, you know, 85 quid for a Mackey yeah. roll they're giving they're giving you the expensive wasabi yeah, yeah, but the yeah. little the little corner chain food Thai restaurants are giving you the the, the, the horseradish instead do, so. do they cleverly not call it wasabi no so here I am on Sainsbury's looking at wasabi paste 43 grams of it yeah we're going there yeah uh, ingredients it's got horseradish powder 22% a quarter of it but wasabi powder Five percent, so they can still get away with calling it wasabi paste because there is some wasabi in there. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's cleverly calling it wasabi paste. I ain't calling it actual wasabi rather than calling it wasabi. Yeah, it's a little clever, right. little clever wording. Any gets them out of any legal holes there. Any other food issues, food cases you'd like me to solve, Connor? While we're here, nope. All I want to say is, is the next time I have sushi, I want to be buying some expensive wasabi because I don't want horseradish. I want wasabi. What's your problem with horseradish? I mean, you've never noticed to this point. Oh, I do now. Now that I know it, I'm never going to be able to enjoy it the same. Yeah. Now, now that you know, now that you know, it's just not okay. Yeah. It's also got yeah, something I mean, called. Wall, wall. How do you feel about having got something in there called humectant, maltodextrin? <laughs> Good, wow. tasty. Well, it, it, yeah, it sounds dangerous. Big fan here, just very quickly. While while I'm going through the ingredients, I just thought I'd mention uh, the color, brilliant blue. There you go. I enjoyed that. An actual color, brilliant blue. Thank you very much, Connor. A, a, a good investigative way to get into the episode, I would say. Mark, what have you got? If you're in Taiwan and you hear a musical truck coming, it's not ice cream. It's the garbage man. Okay. You've got an obsession with musical things on roads. I do. I absolutely do. And you know what? 
I love this. So in the city streets of Taiwan, you're, you're going to hear music about two, three times a day. Normally, if you're in the UK, you hear music. What does it mean, Connor? Ice cream is on the way. Exactly. Or as, a, or as some parents very cruelly once told people, that that means the ice cream man has no more ice cream yeah. left. Oh, you can't go get it. Uh, but in Taiwan, it's a very different reason. It is a garbage truck. So... This came into effect in about 1997 because there was just so much garbage building up on the streets of Taiwan. They went, right, how do we solve this issue? Let's make garbage fun. So they now have a garbage man who drives around, or woman, could be a woman, garbage person who drives around two or three times a day, five days a week, plays the music, you run outside, pass him your garbage, they chuck it in the back. Happy days, no garbage on the street. I have two things about this. I enjoy any excuse to try and make something fun. I like that. I find it a bit patronising. I think if I lived there and someone was like, oh, we can't trust you to bring your garbage out. The only way we can do your rubbish is if we play a nice little ditty for you. I find that a bit much. It's like the ice cream man. If the ice cream man just turns up and doesn't play any music... How do you know the ice cream man's there? Yeah, but the, How but do you know the garbage man is there if he doesn't play a bit of fur I, release? I, ice cream is <laughs> inherently fur. Who, who's playing? Ice cream men aren't playing fur release. They absolutely are. That's one of the tracks they use. What, on ice cream? Or garbage men? On garbage men. Yeah, okay. I think ice cream is inherently fun, so you can get away with playing music. If someone's saying, oh, you're rubbish with your, your rubbish, so I've got to play a bit of music to get you out, that'd make me even less inclined to give them my rubbish. I'd be like, don't pander to me. Yeah. In the brain of Connor Knight... Oh, here we go. I am so here for it, and you know it. I of course am you are. all over this. Of course oh, you yeah. are. I mean, I'm, look, I'm looking at moving out with my girlfriend for the first time, and there's lots of things that I'm a little bit concerned about with moving out, you know, that I've got to do that I don't do already at home. And one of those is looking after the rubbish. The bins, yeah. Yeah, looking after the rubbish. I want to have to make sure it's all put in the right bins and it's all right. going to be done properly. Because where I live, mm-hmm. if you put your wrong recycling in the wrong bin, they don't take the bin, right? So I need to start thinking about this. And it would be made a whole lot better if there's a bit of music coming out of the garbage this, van. I'm here for it. Who's this garbage Gestapo that you're living with? What do you mean they don't take the bins? So my local council, right? So we have the two. We have one big blue bag and one big white bag yeah. where we are. And one is for Drop like bin people. This is about to get interesting. One's for like I think cans and plastics, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. If you do the Recycle. wrong one in the wrong bag, they just leave your bag full. Leave mm. it. They don't just remove it. Leave it. Well, again, would would them playing like a nice little bit of you know the teddy bear picnic? Would that be? Would that make you more likely to put it in the right bag? Well, I think that, you know, when Damien's walking down the street and not picking up my rubbish bag, it makes it makes it a little bit less of a hit if he's actually playing a tune at the same time as saying no to my rubbish bag. It don't make me as annoyed at him as I would be. If he's spinning those tracks, it's all right. What else are you worried about moving in with your girlfriend? What other, like, day-to-day situations, chores are, are you panicking keeping about? On, keeping on top of the washing. Yeah. Keeping on top of the washing, the clothes. Yeah, it's um, you know, I, I, I think I'd be... And, and, and do, you know what, do you know what I'm really, really worried about? My kind of... Um, I feel like you two would probably be quite good at this. Mm. But, like, actually, I feel like Dan might not be great. Mm. But, like, food, not mm. wasting food. So but by that, I mean if you cook too much, you save some for breakfast, like lunch the next day. Like that, I feel like I'd be a bit of a waster. It's, a, it's, a, it's an, odd, an odd choice of judgment there, I have to say. Yeah, I think Dan's Dan's a big waster of food. No, I'm bi- I'm big on food utilization. I am terrible at washing. Terrible. You're big, you're, sorry, hold on. You're you're big on what food? What utilize uh, using all the food? I don't really waste food like that. Yeah, just, you, you make things sound so so intelligent. Food utilization. <laughs> I mean, what? Wow. Me what good at using it? food. 
Yeah, that food, that food utilisation, you know, it's just Danny's pristine here. Right, first fact of the day. Uh, frogs eat with their eyes. Oh, God, tell me more. What, they literally catch flies with their eyeballs? No, they specifically use their eyes in the process of eating. Eyes play a role in squashing the food down into their stomachs. So if you ever look at a frog or a toad swallowing, uh, they tend to close their eyelids because they're using their eyes to act physically like a rubbish lorry would do to physically squash the food down into their stomach. There we go. I feel like we're pretty much the same. You, are we? When I'm straining a poo, I yeah, guarantee right. you after time my eyes are sharp. I think we can all agree with that. I don't think your eyes are doing the hard work, though. Well, you never know. My eyes could have little things at the back that are helping to push it through the intestine. How okay, do you know? let, let, me give you, let me give you a hint now. No. Okay. As we've discovered in the last 18 months of doing this podcast with your IBS. Connor has IBS. Connor has IBS. But it bloody well works when it comes out the other end. I I don't think you're ever straining for a poo. You're straining to stop. Well, it's like the sluice gates are it really, opening. It really depends. I mean, this weekend was a bit of a tough one. I changed my curry order in my local oh, Indian, and I insane. noticed. Why are you getting a curry with your IBS? Because he, he likes play a little bit of danger poo. Yeah, no. So I went for an Indian this weekend, and I noticed. I, I, I basically I ordered another curry, a different one to what I usually have. First time having it, and it actually made my IBS better. Here's a question about your IBS. What part does wasabi play in, in your IBS? And, and We would, don't know. It's normally horseradish. Well, I was going to say, would horseradish make it better, do you think? Well, yeah, it depends what you're asking. It depends if you're asking about the expensive wasabi or you're asking about the cheap horseradish. What one? Uh, any more questions about the frog? Or you got anything about your IBS? I, I'll be honest, I kind of forgot that was the fact. Well, that's a good little fact. Just to remind people, when you see a frog, I don't know how often you do see frogs, but when you do see a frog and when you see it close your eyes, that's because it's using his eyes to push down the food into his stomach. There we go. Whereas with humans, their eyes normally let them down when they come to eating, that they look at that cake and go, I'll have all of that. Yeah, or... With frogs... Very useful. Or in some select humans, when you close your eyes, it's because they're straining for a poo after a hay dory. Yeah. If you're doing that, Connor, you probably don't need a poo in the first place, just saying. Connor, what's your second fact of the show? So in 1994, uh, 450 stars were removed during subway construction on the Star Road on Hollywood Boulevard. So to get a subway in, they just took some stars out. Right. So in 1994... Uh, stars including Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe, Walt Disney, uh, Bob Hope, Gene Kelly, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, yeah, they all had their stars removed. They were put away into storage for approximately three years to allow for the construction of two new subway stations on Hollywood Boulevard. And not all stars were particularly happy about this moment. Please tell me more about this exciting fact, Connor. I'm I'm on the edge of my seat here, Connor. Why weren't they so happy about it? Well, so basically, I I enjoyed this fact because they haven't stated any names for obvious reasons. But apparently, stars booted off at this fact and they were upset at the fact that their names weren't on the Hollywood Boulevard for three years due to construction. And was like, well, hold on a minute. Just be happy 450 of us are missing, but there's loads of people still there. This isn't fair, we didn't sign up to this, because you actually have to pay as well to have your star put there. Do you? Yeah, apparently it's like a $40,000 fee in order to be on there. I'll tell you what, Connor, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the fact. That you have to pay like 40 grand to put your star there. That is very interesting. I did no, not no, know no. I, I will I be perfectly inter- honest with you. And you know what? 
I, I don't want to, you know, the, the benefit of having the tagline of baffled amazing facts that are complete nonsense is we can decide whether they are amazing facts or complete nonsense. That's kind of the point. I mean, this, the, you know, headline here is stuff gets moved because things get built. Also, I genuinely did think you meant a Subway sandwich shop when you first said this. Sorry, but isn't it so just the world of being a celebrity that in their lives they're booting off because there's a Subway being built to help the working class of LA, but they're annoyed that their bloody star isn't on the boulevard anymore. It's just wonderful, isn't it? Here we go. How you get one? you got to be famous. That's step one. Step two, you've got to prove that you want one. You have to include a statement from the celebrity on your application. You have to bring some famous friends because that helps the boost that that helps to boost it. You have to pay a sponsorship fee of 30 grand, so 23,000 pounds. Sponsorship fee. Sounds like a blue tick on Twitter. Half of the money is used to create the star, which is made out of brass and terrazzo. The other half is given to the Hollywood Historic Trust, who look after the Walk of Fame. You know, I, I'm not I'm not too bothered about that. If they send people to to clear it up, I'm fine with that. I'd I'd pay 23 grand. Mark, Would you? Mark, if I had it, Mark, yeah. yes, right. You need to finish this episode. Go and open up a savings account. We need to start putting some money away for that baffled star, which is going to be on the way in the next five years. We need 23 grand, five or a week, do you reckon, lads? Will be the first podcast on the Hollywood Star Walk of Fame. And I tell you what, I would be pissed off if they moved it for anything. That's what I'm oh, saying. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah I'm, I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting to understand their annoyance. Now. Even the mild idea that someone's moving my metaphorical star. How f- dare they? But equally, would you rather it stays there, no one sees it for a bit, and it gets damaged? Well, do you know what? Wait, if I had a, if I had a baffled star, yeah, and they're telling yeah. me they want to build a subway to help out the people of LA, I'm not having any of it. I'll be like, no, 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 no. I don't care about the people. They're the muggles. They're the peasants. My star remains. Do you reckon that we should just create our own star outside the front of the building? Yes. Like, just here. Just here. We just create yes. our own. Like, I don't think that there is a podcast hall of fame walkway anywhere, right? If we start our own one, that can be the first one. Because surely someone at some point went, oh, yeah, we'll just do a star hall of fame here in Hollywood. Let's just do the same in London for podcasts. Hey, and we'll be the first three people on it. Hey, listen up. Here at Baffled, we're full of great ideas. How's about number one? You take a picture on the boulevard of stars with your badge in your hand. And then, hey, we've got a new line of badges for 2022. Yeah, but we can Connor, do stars Connor. that have baffled on them. Connor, no, we create our own podcast walk of fame. We're the first three on it. We got on for free. Yeah, 50 grand each, I'd say. 50 grand each, to be honest. We can use Gideon Park High Street if you want. I think they're undergoing some maintenance at the minute. I'm sure I could have a little word. No, mate, we'll just, we'll just do it here, central London. It's fine. It's In- fine. We'll just go and do it. Start charging people. My dad wrote a porno. They'll pay 50 grand for it, right? They're rich and yeah. famous enough. Uh, Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Bath University, or Bath University, correct, in the South, pay their ground rent to the city with a peppercorn. Right. This is golden. Why, how, when, what? Okay, so in 1964, they set up a 999-year lease on a bit of ground gifted to them by Bath City Council. However, legally, for for a contract to be in place, something must be given as payment. So quite often, it's like the sum of a pound. So... Uh, Chelsea Football Club, before Abramovich, was bought for a quid, for example, because you just need something legally in the contract. Bath University, each year of that 999-year lease, will pay one peppercorn to Bath City Council. Yeah, big fan of this. Uh, When I... There's something in my contract when I bought a flat. I think it was like a pound for the, the ground rent every year just to kind of say that this is yours. Uh, One peppercorn. One peppercorn. How do they... 
So they do it with a pepper grinder. How do they do it? How, what is, is there a, a ceremony? Sing- there is now a ceremony. It's kind of become a ceremonial thing. So a single peppercorn, which they also now give in a nice little box, uh, is basically every year they have an annual ceremony where they give over that bit of peppercorn, except for the first five years where they missed the payment. Mm, idiots. So they ended up, uh, after year six, giving them six peppercorns in one. But other than that, it's been one peppercorn every year. Disappointed that it isn't done with a pepper grinder, I've got to be honest. Having a box is nice, but I would prefer a ceremony when they grind out one single pepper. Yeah, just get a peppercorn there and be like, there you go. I would enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Connor, what are you saying? You're very quiet. Yeah, just wow. I mean, it's everything and more. It's. I just can't... You sit there, don't you? And you think to yourself, how and why? And then you sit there and think, no, 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 this is real life. And then you enjoy every moment of it. I just, in my mind, I'm seeing it happening. I'm wondering who is getting the peppercorn, who is boxing the peppercorn, and then who is presenting the peppercorn to whoever needs to have it. And and that is great. And a great picture in my head for a, for a Monday afternoon. So thank you. When it's in you- an inscribed silver box at ceremonial dinner. Do you reckon <laughs> that they do actually grind it? They present it across and they go, great. Anyone for pepper? Want, want a bit of pepper on there? They've yeah, made a, a real, they've made a real thing of it, haven't they? That's what I love about it. They know how ridiculously nonsense it is. They're like, let's the make this dinner a thing. And the box will cost more yeah, than the yeah, land yeah. rent for that year. Yeah. What, um, yeah. When when was it? When did this start? Uh, 1964. So not even like yeah. that long ago. 1964. Have we, got any, have we got anything drawn into my contract, Mark? That stated that I'm part of Baffled that I am going to be given yearly, just to show that I'm part of it. I mean, well, money a month. But say you get you get money a month. But if you want to get paid in a peppercorn instead, mate, I can absolutely make that happen. Yeah, I think I think, I think we should work that out. Yeah, well, yeah. Would you, okay, single peppercorn for a year. Yeah, cheers. happy. It can't yeah, be a proper yeah. peppercorn though. It needs needs to be some fabrication of horseradish and the like. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, um, I always with these things, it always comes back to how did they decide this? Who sat there and thought, you know what? Why don't we make yeah. it a peppercorn? Like it's a beautiful nonsense of the world that, that makes this thing happen. I think also the irony of it is is that when this happened, the University of Bath was quite poor and the city council was quite rich. So it went, here, have this land. It'll be fine because you as a university will bring in a lot of good stuff for this town. Yeah, yeah. Now, the university's really rich. Uh... The city council's quite poor and there is a bit of outcry of, come on, do you not want to pay for this? And they're going, yeah, but think about how much we bring into the economy. We're bringing all the students here and everything, blah, blah, blah. Con? What? Any opinions on this? No, none at all. No. I do not Great, have an opinion on this matter. Thank you for being here. How old do you reckon the oldest dad in the world is? Or was, is, and how old was he when he had his first kid? Okay, I'm confused by all of this. So... How old was he when he had his first kid? Oldest dad in the world. Is that yeah. the question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as in, as in, how old was the oldest man to father a child? There we go. 82. Connor. 96. Why have you done that? 94. <laughs> 94 oh, when dis- he fathered his, fir- his first child. Well, I'm disappointed. 90s. God, those one night stands get you in trouble, don't they? 96 when he fathered his second child. Well, there we go. Went back for more. And also his wife's like 52. I'm about to say, was that Call same woman? Bit. Yeah. But it was gripping onto that walking stick. <laughs> yeah. Ramjit Raghav. I've probably butchered his name. Yeah, 96 when he had his second child, 94 when he had his first one. This was back in 2010. Is, is he still alive? I don't know. I should have found that out. Probably not. If you're not, sorry. If you are, that's amazing, isn't it? Sorry, but uh, uh, what? Uh, what's, I just... What's that? I just... I'm sitting there and I'm wondering... 
So he had it at 94, which means mm. that he would have you know, done, done the dirty at 94, if not 93, depending on when his birthday was and when the baby was conceived. At yep. what point in your oh, life at that age does a, does a situation happen where you end up having sexy time? Because I can tell you now that 80... Well, actually, it's probably a bit... But 70 plus, I'm, I'm dried out. So, so look at this. Right. I'm on his Wikipedia page. Now. Oh, he's got yeah. a Wikipedia, has he? Brilliant. Right, so this... You know, occupation, I, I, sex. God. I made I made light of it earlier on, and it, he is now he is he did die last year, but it's still 104 years old. But like, that's pretty good going, in fairness. Uh, he claimed to have his first child with his wife at 94. He was a vegetarian, and that's what he put his longevity down to and his libido down to. Yeah. Uh, he um he, he was it says here occupation wrestler wrestler yeah big on that loved that he um yeah and he says he he made his wife undergo a treatment well he and his wife decided she was undergo a treatment to avoid the possibility of accidental pregnancy this is after the two babies that he'd had by the age of 96 he thought you know what? i'm still gonna do it apparently he had it three times a day he was doing it three times a day even when he was 96 i'll rate it look he's 96 I'm not going to live to 96, but if they're telling me that, you know, a good old little bit of sex three times a day at 96 helps you in the later years, then I'm I'm up for it. Just come on. I mean, that, I mean, that is exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> when you're 96, that. you're barely meant to be able to get up the stairs. That's why so many of them are bungalows. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, a brand new podcast bringing together people's real ghost, extraterrestrial and paranormal stories, as well as getting some inside details from those who study the supernatural. I'll be listening through your paranormal stories every week and try to understand them, as well as chatting about my own encounters with an occasional paranormal investigator too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast. Just search for Paranormal Activity with Yvette Fielding. 
You can always get in touch with the show, info at baffledpod.com. If you've got any facts, if you've got any requests for badges, if you've got any opinions uh, or conspiracies about the horseradish and wasabi industry, info at baffledpod.com is where you need to go. Got a message from Russ. Hey, Russ. Russ, who entitled his message, for Mark heads his eyes only. <laughs> okay, all right. I tell you what, I already don't understand a Russ. He says, hi, Mark. Double down on the long road fact, mate. This will f*** with your lovely podcast co-hosts. Keep up the good work. Loads of love, Russ. And this is what he sent. The record for the shortest street in the world is held by Ebenezer Place in Wick in Scotland, which measured 2.05 metres, six foot nine inches, long. You see, that's better than the longest road because the longest road, the fact was, oh, a road stretches across two continents and it's really long. Bully. A road that they've decided to call a street that's only two metres is fascinating because it makes me think, okay, what does it need to do to be classed as a street? Yeah, I'll be honest, Russ, you've you've, you've shown me up here, Russ, I'll be honest. I hadn't thought about this. Thank you to Mark's dad for getting in touch and supporting Mark, (laughs) disguising himself as Russ. (laughs) My dad doesn't listen. And bigging uh, bigging up the road facts. Cheers, no, Russ. I enjoyed that, Russ. Uh, you know, I slagged you off at the start because I just uh, the type of person that's only sends an email to you and, and and you know takes your side over us two. I do immediately judge you, but that was actually the, the street thing's interesting. Yeah, thank you very much, Russ. Uh, yeah, you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We are at Baffled Pod in both of those. And make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts because you get Connor uh, explaining something, one fact just for you every Friday, direct to your podcast feed. Uh, Connor, what's your last fact of the show? Why do we bother saying www. when World Wide Web is quicker? I mean, a couple of things here. It's a slow news day, isn't it? A, because that's what you type in. <laughs> you don't type in World Wide Web. You type in www. It needs it needs an address. And B, I don't think anyone said www. for about five years. I mean, that's that's even underestimating. I would say I'm being kind to him. World Wide Web. Yeah. Yeah, great. Just say that again. That's fine, mate. That solves all the issues here. <laughs> Much um, quicker. Where did www come from? Because that's what you type in. Because it's a lot qu- t- quicker to type in www dot than typing in World Wide Web dot. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. Yeah, yeah I, I would say it's a fair point. I'll be honest, mate. I'm not entirely sure what your fact is here. Well, <laughs> that was the fact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling that might just be the fact. Okay, great. So the fact, the fact is, it takes longer to say www than World Wide Web. Oof. Great. There we go. Um, right at the start of the podcast, we had some. We had a little little giggle uh, about the, the the food thing, food that isn't a food that's on the side of the food. What was that? The wasabi thing? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh. No, no, that's fine. Uh, but I, the way you described it, I thought it was like a bunion or something, like something on the side of a food. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Are you a little bit disappointed now, Dan? So here's the thing: without letting too much daylight in upon magic. It's a very busy time at the moment, so we will get some facts like this. I want to. I want to just assure you, you get nine facts a show. Every now and then, you might get the occasional World Wide Web is quicker to say than www. Every now and then, yeah. Please bear with us. It's gonna slip in. Stick through. Make sure you follow us. Don't let don't let the World Wide Web facts of the world cloud your view of the podcast. Just like we don't let the 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 road longest road fact cloud our view of the podcast. It's a great fact. Is it, though? Yeah. 
Because when you look f- at it as a thing, the reason you say www dot is because that's what you type. Because more often than not, if you're doing website stuff back in the day, don't need to anymore because yeah. of the advance of uh, internet browsers. But you had to type in www dot, like it's and that's quicker than typing in World Wide Web, and that was the key thing. It was shortening it in terms of that rather than in terms of saying it. I want to be honest with you. I'm I'm holding on to everything I can to try and suck out the fact that this is a good fact when really it's... I'd let it go, mate. You're on my side here, aren't you, Connor? That's what's really struggling with you inside. Yeah, you're saying everything that I wish I could say, but it's my fact, so therefore I have to sit (laughs) and defend it. I'd let it go. Russ got in touch earlier on to say double down. Don't double down. Don't double down no, this. Just, just, just let go. Just walk, suck walk it up. Away. We've all, we've all, we've all had these before. We've all had the World Wide Web facts of the world. Mark, give us your last fact of the show. Okay, Shigeru Miyamoto. Now he's the guy who created Super Mario Brothers and Zelda, amongst other games. I was waiting for you to tell me that that's older, ninety-six-year-old dad's misses. But go on. <laughs> so. He is considered such a Nintendo creative genius that he is forbidden by Nintendo to continue riding his bike to work as his safety is deemed too important. Yeah, it makes complete sense. It's kind of like you, isn't it, Mark? You know, we have to get that chauffeur for you from the flat to the the office because you're just such a massive heart baffled. Yeah, and also I'm an incredibly big diva. But mainly the important thing. <laughs> this isn't unheard of. I think most Premier League footballers can't really do a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things like they're not allowed to go skiing and yeah. things like that. So what has um, he done? Yeah. What has he done, uh, Mark, in his career? What did he create? Was it Mario? Mario and Zelda. Yeah, so he's he's done pretty well. I, like, think, I think two that, of the biggest Nintendo franchises ever. I do think the issue here is he's done two absolute belters. You know, Mario Zelda. He's delivered. Let the guy live a little now. You know, he's yeah, you kind of like, look, the world. You've, you've got all you could have ever expected and more from me. If I get knocked over on a bike, that's my choice. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I, I just think it's not, although it's enjoyable to hear, I, I don't think like having something in a contract is all that interesting. It's all that novel. You know what I mean? No, but I think it's, you know, I can understand if like a footballer, because even the slightest injury can knock you off, right? If If this guy grazes his knee he's not going to miss a game of football he can still think with his brain I, ima- I imagine it's not yeah Mark the, I, hate I mean to the be problem like, is grazing knee it's like yeah, being run well, over by a lorry and stuff by a bus oh, yeah. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but as in like the chances of a work stopping injury for a footballer is more so I can understand it for that whereas the chances of this is less and it's like that's just a risk in life like what are you going to do just make sure he never leaves a padded room just in case he hurts himself you, you sound like you got like the start of a song maybe I do you know like that sunscreen song by Baz Luhrmann where you just chat yeah. well, I think you could do that I think the I most important that. I think the most important thing here is to protect his brain isn't it I mean anything else I mean he could still do his job with no arms and legs but it's protecting the head isn't it you know, yeah, so exactly. bi- bi- bicycling to work in where where does he live? I imagine Tokyo. Yeah, I can't imagine it's quite busy. You know, there's probably a lot lot of cars there, a lot of opportunity to be up the backside. So yeah, I get it. I'd have him. I'd, I'd have him walking. I mean, if you take anything away from this podcast, folks, just remember Tokyo is quite busy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I would have him walk. Well, I'd have him walking and then hopping down a few like like manholes and to jump on mushrooms underneath. I think that's what I'd probably do. Uh, right, last fact of the show. I teach you two facts about old people keeping busy. I've had an old person, you know, fathering a child. Now, apparently, you're most likely to cheat when you're about 70 years old. Why? Don't know. Surely at that point, you've given up. I, I, th- I think it's because you're at, the, you're at the stage where you're old and um, 
Do you reckon we have many 70 year old listeners? No. No, they had the subway fan and that. <laughs> that. Um, yeah, apparently when you're 70 years old, more likely between 60 and 79. So we'll go for 70. Mm. There's a few things that they came to. They probably grew up in the era of the 60s when you had free love and where this was kind of more of a thing. Also, they're older. They've been with the same partner for a long time. They no longer have to worry about the kids. So, bam, it's time to do what you want, baby. You're facing your own mortality. One person for the rest of their life. I really wish you had prepared me, Dan, for this episode because you've basically told the world and me and Mark that old people are quite into sex. And it's just just not good for the health. What What? what, What age did you think you stopped doing it? Well, 10 minutes ago, I was picturing an old man in my head, and now I've got a 70-year-old. I, w- I don't want to get back into my world again. It's getting younger, mate. It's all right. In a minute, <laughs> we're picturing a 50-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that is it for this week's episode of Baffled. What have we learned? Well, you can still have a baby, and you can still, you know, when you're old, old, old. Uh, also, in Bath or Bath, you can buy actual land and actual property for a peppercorn. And just one last time, in case you were confused... It's longer to say World Wide Web than it is... No, it's the other way around. It's quicker to say World Wide Web. You get the idea. Something about World Wide Web and www. Make sure you follow us wherever you get your shows from. Uh, and we will see you Friday with a brand new episode of Connor Explains. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. I'll just leave you being like Connor. Can't sleep tonight because you're imagining a 100-year-old man doing it three times a day. Uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.